when you add a new sense to your perception of reality, you are suddenly in a new world. If you have a new sense, then everything you've known looks or sounds or feels different. My name is Neil Harvison and we are in Pioneer Works, which is a space where there's different studios and where there's different artists working. And it's in Red Hook in Brooklyn, New York. I've been for the last few months creating new artworks related to the sound of color and the color of sound. Well, each person sounds different as well, so the, the way people look at themselves is different as well when you listen to yourself. Each face has different sounds. So there's the sound of the eyes, the sound of the lips, the sound of the skin, the sound of the hair, then if there's beard, then there's beard. So uh, we are all a combination of usually five notes. You, for example, you sound, your eyes sound quite... Um, a, between A and, and A sharp. Your lips are quite high pitched, so it's E, between E and F, and then the rest of you is quite F sharp. What's interesting about listening to faces is that actually I've never ever detected a black skin or a white skin, and that's such a huge discovery for me that humans are not black and white. We are all actually sharing the same hue, which is orange. People that say they're black, they're actually very, very dark orange. And people that say they're white, they're also very, very light orange. So we are all combinations of the same color, which is orange. I was born with complete color blindness, so when I was growing up, I wasn't able to sense color. I noticed that I had a different way of seeing things, because I actually memorized color. So I learned that the sky was blue, that the grass was green. So when people ask me, what's the color of the sky, I would just say blue. Or if someone said, what's the color of, I don't know, specific things that I would just memorize colors. So when they asked me the color of something and I couldn't remember, then I felt that maybe I had bad memory. Then later I realized that other people weren't memorizing colors. They were actually seeing something that I wasn't seeing. So it's uh, still, color is a, a big mystery. But when I was growing up, it was very confusing. But I didn't know that I was seeing in grayscale until I was 11 years old. Up until then, doctors said that I was just colorblind, that I was confusing some colors, but there was a point when they realized that I, I was actually confusing too many colors, so it wasn't normal colorblindness. So they realized it was complete colorblindness, which is called achromatism. From that moment when I was 11, I started to wonder what color was, so that's when I started to 
investigate and read more about color and physics and try to understand what it is that I can't see. First, my aim was basically to find a way to sense color, so I tried different methods from the age of 11. The first method was just to ask people what blue was and what red was and what orange was, and then they gave me weird descriptions. So when they said what orange was, they said, well, it's a very... I don't know, it was weird that the way they described each color was as if they were describing someone or a person, a personality. So I tried to find people that would match this description of color. So pink, for example, is a very feminine girl from my hometown. Red is a friend of mine who plays the drums and is very passionate. Yellow is a very childish and a very extravagant friend of mine who likes to also go out at night. And then there was a point when I wanted to find a, a different way of perceiving color that would be more general, not so personal. So I realized that color and sound are actually both frequencies. And that through history there's been many theories relating color and sound, like Isaac Newton created the scale that relates each note of the scale to a color. And then I realized that there's been many, many more theories of this union. So I was interested in that, so I created the color to sound scale. Each note was a specific color. And then when I was 20, I had this first contact with cybernetics. I was studying experimental music in Dartington College of Arts in England. And that school always had talks and ways of experimenting with new media and technology. And one of the talks was about cybernetics. Basically how we could use technology to extend our senses. I was interested in actually extending my senses through technology to see if I could perceive color. And then that's how we decided to actually create a third eye that would allow me to hear the frequencies of color. It started with a, a webcam that picked up the dominant color in front of me. This was sent to a 5 kilo computer that I wore permanently in a backpack and then the sound would come out through headphones. And since March 2004 I decided to wear technology permanently. And then my aim was to stop wearing technology and to actually become technology and I wanted to create a body part that would go in my head and also try to unite the software with my brain so that it wouldn't be something that I would wear but something that it would become a part of me. So now I have a new body part. It's an antenna which is implanted in my skull. So it comes out from the occipital bone which is the bone at the back of the head 
at the tip of the antenna, just near my forehead, there's the sensor that picks up the light frequencies that are in front of me. And then these colors are sent to the back of my head where there's a chip, and then the chip transposes these light frequencies to sound frequencies, and then I hear them through bone conduction. So inside my bone, there's audio entry that vibrates inside my skull, and then I hear different notes for different colors. There's also internet connection now. Uh, it allows me to receive colors from other places. It doesn't necessarily need to be colors that are in front of me anymore. So if there's someone in Australia that wants to send me uh, the sound of a sunset now, or the colors of a sunset, then they can uh, connect to my head and I can suddenly start perceiving a sunset while it's a different time of the day here in New York. Well, I think there's like two or three unions that make me feel cyborg. The first union happened just after five months of hearing color permanently. It was the union between the software and my brain. So it was a moment when I stopped feeling the difference between my brain and the software. It's also when I started to dream in color. So my brain was creating electronic sounds in my dreams. It was the first time I felt cyborg, when I felt that the cybernetics and my organism had united. Then the second union was the body part. It's uh, the union between the antenna and my head. So it's more of a, of a physical union. It's feeling the antenna is not something external, it's not a device, it's a body part. So if I touch the antenna, I feel touch. I feel that someone's touching the antenna. So it's like as if someone was touching a, my arm. And if I move it, I also feel out of balance if it's not centered. So it, it feels like a new body part. And the third union is the slow one. It's like the union between the cyborg and society, how society accepts people that want to become technology. The good thing about having an electronic eye is that you can actually extend your sight without limit. And there was a point when I was able to perceive as many colors as humans can see. But then I realized that there's many, many more colors that humans can't see, but that other animal species can see, like infrareds and ultraviolet. So I decided to just include these colors as well. So now I can actually sense more colors than the human eye. Ultraviolet is a color that can actually kill us because it's a color that can damage your skin. And if it really damages your skin, you can actually die from it. So whenever I perceive ultraviolet, then I know it's not a good day to sunbathe, for example. And infrared is interesting because it allows me to know if there's any movement detectors in a room or if the alarm is on or off in a shop or in a bank. Instead of exploring new countries or new planets, you can actually add a, a new sense to your body and suddenly everything will be different. If we could all sense ultraviolets and infrareds, we would definitely perceive a, a very different reality. And that's what's so exciting about the union between cybernetics and humans is that we can actually extend our senses and suddenly perceive the world in a different way, in a more precise way, I believe, because the aim is as well to just try to perceive reality as much as possible. It's not actually creating a virtual reality, it's creating a, a real reality, basically. <laughs>